Okay, so over the past month, we have been looking at um, how Christian culture, I'm going to use that, uh, keeps people from really accessing their faith um, and having a real genuine uh, relationship with Jesus and God um, because of certain perceptions created by the or by Christian organizations. Um, Brad has been giving amazing ideas how to create an environment where people can work through their faith um, and from that how to reconnect with their faith as Jesus and God. And if you haven't heard any of these talks, I really recommend that you go and hear them because they're really challenging, thought-provoking talks. Um, you can find them online on our website. Um, just click on talks and they'll pop up. Um, and I want to say, I want to kind of affirm this, if you're, especially if you're new to Mosaic, but um, especially if you've been a long-time member. Mosaic, I think, what makes Mosaic special is that you can come and express your faith and deal with whatever difficulties, whatever questions, whatever internal struggles you're having with your faith and just be. And, you know, I think Mosaic is an amazing place to do that. So I really welcome you and I'm really excited that you've come to join us. So, yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we're going to, as I said, this is going to be a bit of an interactive uh, sermon. So we're going to play a little game. So I need two volunteers, two volunteers. Isaiah, you, you seem very keen. So come on, come up. And I think I need an adult. Yes, come on, come join me. Okay. Yes, give him a round of applause. So I've never met with you before. So what's your name? Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Nice to meet you, Gabrielle. And this is Isaiah. Isaiah is an awesome member of our Blaze team, who's uh, the sort of youth group, right? Yes? Good. So, <laughs> so we're going to play a game of Who Am I? Um, I have two post-it notes here uh, with two famous people, characters. They could be cartoon characters. They could be any famous celebrity on here. And you two have to play a game uh, to guess you know, who you are. Now, you can only ask yes-no questions, okay? And for time's sake, I'm going to keep it for 10 questions, okay? So be very thoughtful. We're going to have to keep it moving because we've got places to go, barbecues to cook, you know, things like that. So um, let's do this. So as I don't look, close your eyes. And then, Gabrielle, you didn't realize you are going to sign up for this, did you? <laughs> there we go. Right. Oh, is that going to stick on? There we go. So just turn around. I know you're going to have to, if you're at the back, just squint closely and see if you can read that. I tried to do it in, uh, don't give it away. Okay, so Isaiah, turn around. Okay, Isaiah, would you like to go first? Okay, you ask your first question. Remember, it's a yes-no question, Okay. Oh, okay. Am I an animal? Am I an animal? Yes. 
Oh, I'm going. Okay. Am I an animal? <laughs> Am I a boy? Am I a TV character? Oh, that doesn't help. <laughs> TV personality? Okay. Hmm. Am I on a kid's show? Yes. Got that. Let's see. Am I a boy? Do, um, do I have stripes? You have stripes. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, am I on a kids show? No. Nope. So I have stripes. Sorry. I have stripes. Am I a tiger? Are you a tiger? Yes. Oh, you got it. Um, am I famous? Yes. Am I Daniel Tiger's name? Are you Daniel Tiger? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to guess Am I Kim Kardashian? Kim Kardashian. No. no. <laughs> no. Dang. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> that was that was that was pretty good fun. So and a good demonstration of today's Bible story that we're going to look at. Um, so as I tell you this story, um, I want you to keep in mind this question: If a friend asked you to describe Jesus, who would you say he is? If a friend asked you to describe Jesus, who would you say he is? So we're going to look at Matthew 16, verses 13 to 20. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, son of Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh or blood, but my, by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So, I just want to basically look at Jesus um, take a simple look at Jesus and really break down who he was and why he's become so misinterpreted. 
you know, his words misused, uh, misused and lead us to obstructing our relationship with him. Jesus was a hot topic of, the of his time. He still is. He draws polarizing opinions, hence why Jesus asks Peter who people thinks he is. But spoiler, we know that these are not the right answers on verse 14. They replied, some said John the Baptist, others say Elijah, Jeremiah, or some other prophets. You know, people had kind of mistaken, had kind of missed the point of all these prophecies that were coming. They were going, well, yeah, I think he's actually John the Baptist. John the Baptist was out in the desert um, baptizing people in the, and, and, and bringing people to their faith, but they kind of misinterpreted who the prophets were talking about. Except for Peter. Peter said this. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Peter knew exactly who he was. Jesus' question wasn't a face value question. It wasn't like, who am I? Right? It was a question that was actually deliberate. It was directed at Peter's heart. It was directed at the disciples' heart. It's directed at all of our hearts. We know that Jesus was fully God and fully human. And this is what Peter meant by his answer. The Messiah, the Son of the living God. We know and we seem to remember more from all the amazing stories that Jesus performed, that he could do all the things that God could do, performing miracles, bringing people back to life, walking on water, and so forth, freeing people from their hurts, their sins, and pain caused by others. Back in the 90s, so anyone who's uh, probably over 30 will remember this advert, this advert was all over the place. You can sing along if you want. It was beautiful, right? <laughs> so, yeah, for the, those of you probably younger than 20, uh, Michael Jordan was or still is considered the greatest basketball player or GOAT, as the youth seems to say. Uh, the greatest basketball player. I'm afraid, sorry, LeBron. Uh, I think Michael Jordan probably is the greatest basketball player. So, um, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, but if I was to take this ad at face value, if I was to drink this magical green liquid, 
then I would be exactly like him. It's, it's funny, when I was looking at this uh, video on YouTube, and I was scrolling down the comments, one of the comments on the YouTube uh, page said, still drinking Gatorade, and still not like Mike. <laughs> you know, it's, it's what we try and perceive, what we try and obtain, is that we're trying to be like these persons. We want to be so hard, but we're never quite there. So we seem to forget about the fully human side of Jesus. Because we, I think we hang up so much on his godliness, his miracles, all the things that he achieved. But he, he experienced the same hurts, the same trials, the same pain, the temptations, the sense of abandonment that we experienced. He also loved to party and dance. He experienced the same joy and laughter and fun that we also experience. He could totally understand and relate to those feelings and emotions that we feel. And that's what sets him apart, the way, but what sets him apart rather is the way that he dealt with them, with grace, with humility and peace, being fully human. Now, I know we'll never be like Jesus, but we can still strive to be more like him. He never judges us. He wants the best for us. He knows firsthand our struggles. He speaks straight to our hearts. He wants to commiserate with us or celebrate with us. And that is one of the reasons why God sent Jesus. So we knew exactly what was attainable. We, liked, we humans like to empathize with each other. And that God knew that. And as I said earlier, that Jesus' question spoke to Peter's heart. Peter knew exactly who he was and what to say. And then because of that, Peter was made the foundation of the church. He could see Peter's value. He could see Peter's potential. Jesus sees our value, no matter where we're at. And so... We're going to have a little Q, Q uh, well, I'm going to ask you a question, and I want some answers. So just get thinking. I just want you to take a minute and to answer this question that I'm going to give you. Knowing all this, that Jesus was fully God and fully human, how does this provide you with comfort when you face your trials and struggles? Does anyone want to share that? It's fine if you want to keep it personal because I think that's also, you know, it's a real challenge to, to be open. But if anyone wants to share the comfort that they know, knowing that God was fully human and fully God, you know, what comfort does this provide you? Yes, Tanya. Speak loudly so everyone can hear you.
Sure. Thanks, Tanya. Thank you so much for sharing that. What Tanya said, if you couldn't hear that, was hope. It gives her hope because she knows that Jesus was there before her, walking that walk, experiencing those things, that creating a path and a guidance how to maybe deal with those tribulations. Does anyone else want to share anything? Gabriel. Yeah, thanks, Gabriel. I mean, exactly that, the hatred that he, Jesus experienced. I mean, we saw, you, I mean, we read about how much hatred was thrown towards Jesus, particularly by people in power that were feel threatened by what he had to offer. People, unfortunately, feel threatened by something that discomforts them, something that slightly sets them ajar. Jesus was that, but yet we see his experience that he was able to, you know, really do it. I mean, but the human side of him is, if we remember the story of Gethsemane, when he was praying to God and he said, take this cup from me, I don't know if I can do it, you know, he was about to give up his life. He was under so much persecution, he was like, I don't know if I can do this. This is one of the biggest tr struggles. But yet, that gives us hope that Jesus actually did it. We can still do it. Anyone else want to share before we close in prayer? Isaiah. Love because God loves us. Love because God loves us. Exactly. God gave us Jesus because he loved us. I think we so get bogged down in God's expectations for us. But God doesn't have any expectations apart from us being the best that we can possibly be. Being what he created us. You know, to, as much as we struggle with these problems, that he is always there for us. Um, when I was growing up, I used to have this perception of Jesus being like, I would probably put Jesus at arm's length. Or Jesus would put me at arm's length, rather, because of the way, the lifestyle that I lead, led. Um, but actually, Jesus, it was me putting Jesus at arm's length. Jesus was kind of just there on my shoulder going, I'm still here, you know. I'm still here. I'm still here for you. And we d when we accept that, I think we know the love. So there are many of us still trying to grapple with this and coming to terms with these notions. So I just want to encourage you to go into the week that know that Jesus is just tapping you on the shoulder going, I'm still here for you. I am who I am, and I know who you are. Amen.